0: everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to shalanda at TooksWilderGuidance.com. That's shalanda at tuxwilderguidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Now, when it comes to careers, you said that people tend to hang around people more in their age group. So Mm -hmm. for the older people who don't network with the millennials and with the younger generation, how can they adjust and relate so that they can extend their career?
1: Sure. It's doing things like, um, like in Austin, there is a startup crawl, Uh, Every year, there's a startup week. It's going to the Young Chamber of Commerce events. It's going volunteering for your favorite political or um, environmental or whatever kind of cause you're interested in. In other words, you're going to have to get creative, but find out where you can uh, find these people and then put yourself out there. One of the big challenges is we have, I joke the fact that um, if I I do a multi-generational workshop, and one of the things I talk about, the millennials, is the fact that they are what I refer to as echo boomers. They're the opposite of us. Now, almost all of us, when every one of us leaves home, we do one of two things, we either do exactly what our parents told us to do, or we do the exact opposite. And it's usually the opposite. Right. <laughs> so if I look at boomers, we're private. We're competitive. So what do we do to our kids? Everyone gets a blue ribbon. Mm. And they created Facebook. <laughs> um, we are. We like to communicate face-to-face. The kids... They tend to do everything electronically. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned over my career where I've taught in 40 different countries, if I want you to listen to me, I have to adapt to you, not Mm -hmm. the other way around.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So that's, it's, it's getting out and experiencing that. And there, as I said, there are a lot of different ways of doing it and it's going to take some work
0: hmm Yeah, that's the same thing I hear when people go into interviews. They think the interview is all about them as the job seeker. But in reality, you should be letting the recruiter or the hiring manager know how you can best serve them if they are to hire you, not them serving you, giving you a paycheck and your benefits.
1: Well, I'll even give you another perspective. Mm-hmm. I look at this as dating and marriage. In other words, you're walking in, and, and by the way, not every date turns into marriage and not in every, every interview turns into a job. Right. One of the things I want you figuring out is do you want to be there? Yes. Is this a right fit for you? So very often you will impress people In any number of ways, by learning how to ask really good questions.
0: Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not about selling yourself. Mm -hmm. If I, so for example, when I go into a networking event, my goal is to go in there and basically ask questions and shut up.
0: Yes. And. yeah. Right.
1: And when we are unemployed and we're looking for a job, we talk too much.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because what you're trying to do is get a good interaction, so you talk when people ask you questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and by the way, when you take interest in other people, you're more likable.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs>
1: And people hire people who you, who they like. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, for most of us who are getting in our upper years, for most of us, it will not be about finding a job. It will be more figuring out how we can earn money that is outside of full-time employment. And I'll give you the classic example. I have my buddy, Gene LeFay, in Austin who she's been my image consultant in Austin for, I don't know, 10 years. And Jean is 71 and she just started a fulfillment by Amazon business. If you're not familiar with fulfillment by Amazon, you can ship products to Amazon and they will put them online and do all the shipping for you. Oh, okay. So her first product is a pierced earring back, Mm -hmm. not an, Not the earring, but the the back of the earring. Okay, for for women with sagging earlobes, Hmm. it's not something I have any experience with. Right, (laughs) but she's getting the product sourced out of China. It's shipping directly to Amazon, and now she's looking at her next product. And people go, "What? Yeah, that really." Uh, i 've known people who are doing retail arbitrage with fulfillment by Amazon that is if you are a certified vendor for for Amazon in other words, you you pass all their requirements and mm-hmm. get their Amazon vendor app. you can walk into Walmart or Target or you know Home Depot, walk down the clearance aisle, you can scan the item if it's 50 or 75% off, you may very well, you'll be able to see what it will sell on Amazon and you may want to buy 10 and ship it to Amazon and go sell it. Mm, now that's pretty clever. <laughs> you couldn't do that five years ago. Yeah. Does, does everybody want to do that? No, <laughs> but there are all kinds of ways now that you can make money doing things. And uh, I'm, I'm a self-published author. I'm on my fourth book. I'm running Amazon ads. Mm. I'm not this rocket scientist. Although I think I'm pretty smart. (laughs) Um, But by the way, you can actually make money writing both nonfiction. And more importantly, it has never been easier if you're a good fiction writer and can write a series of books. You can make a living doing that. Yeah. And people are doing that. Yeah. Right. This is, and again, you couldn't do that five, 10 years ago. Yeah. So one of the key things is the learning shift, our perspective, which for those of us who are a little bit older is really, really hard. Yes. Yes
0: we get stuck in our ways and it's, it's hard to make change. And I, I saw this a lot when electronics began to get really big and we had the computer mouse and the home computer. And I saw a lot of the older generation struggling with how to use the computer mouse and, and even how to click on things on the computer screen. It was just a concept that a lot of them didn't get.
1: And I, yeah, yeah. I was quite blessed back in the nineteen eighties. I ran a mechanical design shop in IBM, for, um, and we were pulling engineers off drafting boards and putting on big CAD CAM screens mm-hmm. with big light pens. And all we really were doing was automating the uh, the drafting process. Mm-hmm. They designed products exactly the same way, which was top, bottom, and side view, or top, front, and side view. And later in the 80s, we started pulling them off that and started putting them in 3D design. Mm. And I had a bunch of engineers who said, I can't do this. I can't think this way. Right. Yeah. And and they were very stuck in their ways. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to change. Well, we live in a world... Where creative destruction, and what I mean by creative destruction is every time a new technology comes in, it destroys some older technology. Right. And by the way, this has been going on for hundreds of years. It's just accelerating. I mean, if you think about what the iPhone has done to retail and you know radio, you know podcasting, um, you know to books, to God knows what you know, the industries that have been, you know, wiped out by, you know, smartphones and you, you can't, you you cannot be at the point now I don't want to change. It's either adapt or die and dying is not much fun. (laughs) Yeah. And adapting can be a lot of fun.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, look at what we're doing. I'm down here in Mexico standing in my closet recording on a 65 or $70 microphone mm-hmm. over my my, my Mac uh, using a near-free piece of software on Zoom um, <laughs> over the Internet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you got a radio show. You couldn't have done that 15 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm meeting people from all over the world. I couldn't have done that without visiting, you know, about technology. I would have had to visit someone
1: or, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, so the world is changing and we all have to adapt with it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have fun, come join me. I mean, because that's that's a lot of, one of the changes in my my next book is talking about the the ever-changing world in fact, the opening few sentences in the book goes something like, "Oh, we are now at full employment. The economy is wonderful. Mm. We are everybody who wants a job has a job, right?" Well, in places like Austin, Silicon Valley, mm. uh, San Diego, Raleigh, North Carolina, unemployment rate may be under three percent. Unemployment rate for those over fifty. Is usually in the 10 to 12% range. So, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. It's probably taking a very different tact and a different direction than simply going out after a new job.
0: Now, what would you suggest be there for those who are trying to go on the job boards and apply? What would you suggest their next step be?
1: Okay. It's going back and reaching out to all of the people you've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. It's because your next job is not going to come from a job board. Uh, at my job club in Austin, we used to tell people about 5 to 7% of all jobs are filled off job boards. Mm-hmm. So f- spend about 5 to 7% of your time doing that. The other 90 plus percent of your time should be out talking to people should be out talking to your weak ties. And one of the key things, and this is a, this advice applies to everybody. I call you go out and you ask for air. You ask for advice, insights and recommendations.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Advice is a magic word. When you ask for advice, it's a compliment. Yes. People will rarely turn you down. What you need to do is ask for the advice. What insights do you have for me? And then what recommendations do you have? What should I do next? Who should I talk to next? Who can you invite? Who can you introduce me to? Because by following this path, you will stay away from what MSU disorder. And MSU stands for make stuff up. Mm. (laughs) you can take stuff and translate that into a four-letter germanic word Mm -hmm. Uh, but the whole idea and by the way we all do it anyone who says they don't they're smoking something and yes they're (laughs) inhaling Um, which is now legal in a bunch of states Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the, the point here is you need to go find the reality and getting out. And the only way you're going to do that is by getting out and actually talking to people.
0: Yes, networking.
1: Is, and, and there are all kinds of ways to network. In mm-hmm. fact, I just had Hannah Morgan on my podcast as we're recording this, I believe, on the 12th or 13th. I had her on uh, the, this previous Monday, and we were talking about online networking is yes, that is a valid thing and I, and I joke you know Hannah and I joked Hannah being the career sherpa mm-hmm. uh, We were joking the fact that we've never met each other face to face right but i know I follow her on Facebook and we talked about her kids who were heading off to college and <laughs> um, and you know we know one another and we've never met face to mm, face yeah. we 've collaborated. And so it's, it start looking at developing relationships and maybe it's hopping on zoom. Maybe it's hopping on Skype. Maybe it's using this thing called a telephone. Mm, yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, one little piece of advice when you can't get a recruiter to respond to you, pick up the phone and call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that a novel idea? Uh, <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Tune in next week because we are going to be giving you more incredible career advice. In the meantime, send your questions to shalanda at tookswilderguidance.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.